Turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 2. I do ask that, I don't know what my immediate timing will be. I might be called out in the middle of the night. I might, I might not even be there tomorrow morning for the cleanup. And I, I ask if at all possible, anyone here who's available at 9 o'clock in the morning, please come and help us set up for this very big program on, on, on Saturday. I pointed out to you because we will have a gymnasium full of kids with their parents, and many of them will be unchurched. So again, I, it's a wonderful outreach our church has, and we can use all the help we can get. And if you're available tomorrow morning at 9, I'm sorry, what? Oh, and uh, with that said, also on on Saturday, be here at one, and the program starts at two, and it involves, it involves, it is so simple, so easy, and yet we'll get the message out to unchurched folks as well. So keep that in your prayers as well. We should have prayed for that tonight. So, okay, if you can, if I'll say it again, if you can be here tomorrow morning at nine over in the the Family Center, please do. I'm also encouraged. I went and picked up the estimates today uh, for the parking lot. And uh, one is significantly lower than the other. I don't know if we get much more with the other, but I've got those in my, in my hand up here right now. We'll be passing them out to, uh, to council members. So please keep that in prayer. And keep the meeting that we have a week from Sunday in your prayers so that we can make sure we, we can know God's will for that. Wow. Read with me chapter 2, verse, chapter 2 of Romans, verse 6 and 7 through 10. Who will render to every man according to his deeds? Speaking of God's judgment, previous verse. God who will render to every man according to his deeds. God who will give to us good because of good deeds, bad because of bad, bad deeds. God who will render to every man according to his deeds. To them who by patient continuance and well-doing seek for glory, honor, and immortality eternal life. That's what we seek for in heaven. That's what I spoke to Anne and her family about this afternoon. Read it with me again, verse 7. To them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory, for honor, and immortality, eternal life. But unto them that are contentious, who fight against it and do not obey the truth, disobedient, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation and anguish upon every soul that soul of man that does, every soul of man that doeth evil 
of the Jew first and also the, the Gentile, speaking of all types. And, and when, we, when we see this verse, it says to every man, you know, doing evil, we have to understand something. I've been preaching on this now for several weeks. It's not what we consider evil. We're not the judge of what's evil or not, is not. God, if God's already proclaimed what's evil, then that's, that's what we're talking about is God's judgment and his decision of what's evil. If we left it up to mankind, it would change all the time, continually change and move with the culture. Verse 10, But glory, honor, and peace to every man that works good, to the Jew first and to the, G, the, the Gentile, for there is no respect of persons with God. Lord Jesus, you know what I'm trying to say. And Lord, you know what you want these folks to hear the reading and the understanding of your word. Let it, let it absorb into our hearts and souls, Lord. Make us students of your word tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. The judgment of God, of the only living and true God, is according to deeds. It's not what you say. It's what you do because of your faith. There's a lot of people that talk good. There's a lot of people that if you went by what they said, we'd be a whole lot better people, wouldn't we? But it's not the talkers. It's the doers of the word of God. Wow. Everyone will be either eternally rewarded or eternally punished. No one shall be exempt. No one will escape judgment, the good judgment or the bad judgment. We tend to start just flying through life and we think, we think we're good, we think we're fine, we do good occasionally, we do bad occasionally. We think we'll be accepted. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Judgment is to be based upon man's deeds, his works. His works. This does not mean that faith is not necessary because James, the apostle, the, he's not really an apostle, yet he was, uh, James, the writer of the book of James, he says faith without works is dead. And he wrote that qu quite a bit later in the, in the first century. And I think that there must have been a lot of false professions of faith, people acting holier than thou, judging everyone, great speakers, but they did not have works to their lives. There is no such thing as righteous and acceptable works without faith. God works. God's works, the works that are true, truly of and for God, that truly please God, are the result of faith. 
Men believe in the, and serve and work for many different reasons and some are not acceptable in heaven. Huh. What God demands is that men first believe and then work. To believe in Jesus Christ is to become a worker for Jesus Christ in your profession. Not just here, in your, in your job. In your families, in, in your play times, to be always representing Christ wherever you go. Reaching out to a lost world. That's, a, again, why I'm so grateful for programs that's going on Saturday. We want to reach lost people. We want to preach to lost people. I believe it's, if anyone knows, because I, I haven't been told, I think Rodney, very gifted and talented, I think he'll be the one bringing a wonderful mini-sermon to the children and their parents. We want to cover him in prayer as well on Saturday. But it's one more opportunity for us to reach the lost of our community. What God demands is that men first believe and then work. Working for Christ, reaching out to a world that is lost, gripped in desperate, desperate need. There shall be the well-doer's wonderful reward. In our church, we have such quiet well-doers that you accomplish so much for the Lord day in and day out, well-doing over and over and over, and no one blows a trumpet. No one announces you from a pulpit. But listen to your rewards. Note what he seeks for. Glory. Honor. Honor. In immortality. Wow. Glory, honor, and immortality. Glory. Some definitions for you. It's the Greek word D-O-X-A. Doxa. Doxa. It means to possess and to be full of perfect light. To just shine as a light on a hill. Glory. To possess, to, to possess perfect light, to dwell in perfect light, brilliant, splendor, brightness, luster. In this verse, Romans 8, if children, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with him. We suffer for him, with him, when we get to heaven, our, our reward is to receive glory. We don't seek glory here. The other day, and I think uh, uh, she hates for me to use her name, but one of the very older ladies in our church, mother of Gary, <laughs> we, we were having our, our outing the other day in the, in the gym, 
and everyone's just intense on eating what's the leftover snacks, trying to get to it before it's taken away. Everybody's just involved. And I looked up, and there was Mary starting to put up chairs. There, there were the senior saints dragging chairs over to, and that got the younger ones started too. We have people in our church that do so much and get so little attention here. I promise you, even though you're, you're humble and you're, you're not even seeking it, I promise you those that, uh, that, those that work the hardest with the least amount of attention will receive glory in heaven. Another verse. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their Father, who that hath ears, let him hear. Matthew 13, 43. Then shall the righteous shine forth as a sun in the kingdom. Wow. What do we get? The well-doers? Glory, honor, and immortality. Billionaires would pay lots of money to be able to live forever. Some are paying all their money to be frozen. What's that called? Cryo something or another? Yeah, that. Immortality is through Jesus Christ. Immortality is what Anne's walking down, down the road to, a bright light in heaven. She's going to have that bright light. She's going to have honor. You all will have honor. Those, this church is not one person. This church is a large team of people using their gifts and abilities without getting any attention for it. I wanted you to see how the well-doer see, seeks. I wanted you to see what, how it is explained. He does it by patient, patient continuance. Nothing stops him. Nothing stops him. Patient continuance. The word means to be steadfast, to be constant, to endure, to persevere, to stick to it, to have stick to power, to continue. The well-doer is faithful in doing good works. He does not just start. Had this conversation with someone this week. There are folks who are great starters and terrible finishers. You know anybody like that? Don't point. There are those who just, they're great starters at things, but they just have trouble finishing. And it's the finisher that gets the reward, that sees the product. The well-doer, faithful in doing good works, he does not live in in. An inconsistent up and down life. Up, down, up, down. He does not live there. He continues and keeps on doing good. He does not give into hardships, difficulties, or opposition. He endures and perseveres, always doing good. Galatians 6, 9. And let us not be weary in our well-doing. 
For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. If we faint not. In good season we shall reap if we faint not. Another verse. This one is worthy for you to turn to. Turn to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12. There are those among us right now, more than one too, so you don't feel like you're being picked on. There are those among us right now who have lost loved ones that ache for their loved one to get saved. There are those among us right now, even tonight, that are waiting to see cancer results, if, that, if they have cancer or how much cancer they have. There are those among us that are in such need. There are those among us that go home to an empty house because of loss. Watch this. I fear with me in Hebrews 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed, circled about with so great a cloud of witnesses... Let us lay aside, lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And that requires a whole sermon in itself because the sins which would easily beset me aren't the sins that you have trouble with. We all have individual complex needs and we sometimes, we sometimes will cross over. What did it say? Let us lay aside every weight. Let us lay aside every sin which does so easily beset us. And that would be too thinking about what sin, what sin do you constantly fall to? That's the sin which does easily beset you. It's on your back. It's keeping you from running the race. Let us lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. One of my very favorite, one of my very favorite uh, childhood story is that tortoise. That tortoise he gave it all he's got. He didn't stop. He kept going and kept going. And the more talented, the more gifted, the speedier rabbit took too much time to play around. And the tortoise beat him because of being constant. What did that say? Let us run with patience. Our life takes patience. There's no one here that hasn't had setbacks, sicknesses, problems, losses, unexpected challenges. Everyone here has that. And yet, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Individually, each one of us, 
Now understand, I believe that, let me make sure he, he turned that off. I believe that Satan knows our buttons. What's it take to make you worry? Don't look at him, don't look at her. What's it take to make you worry? You're going to have that constantly thrown out at you until you're able to conquer that with faith. That is, that is something that you have, you have to be able to conquer in your life, or you'll have it all your life. Satan does not want you to be happy, joyful, gleeful. About the time you do, he'll push that button. Am I right? Wow. Again, I'm in Hebrews 12.1. Wherefore, seeing we are circled about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset, attack us and let us run with patience. It's not a sprint. It's not a it's, it's not something where you get saved one day, you, you read the Bible in a whole week's time, and you come to church five times, but you don't finish the race. I, I remember I was 10th grade. I was fast. Not as fast as some of you maybe, but I was very fast, fast runner. And I was on the track team. I was a, a miler. And uh, just before the race started, coach came up to me and he said, David, I need a quarter. That's one time around compared to the four times around I was used to. Well, no one told me how to run it. I do want you to know, I was in first place at the 220 mark, for those newer ones, 200 mark, half the track. I was in first place. My hair was blowing in the, in the wind. It was glorious. I looked back, and I was in front of everybody by 20 yards. Of course, I was sprinting the whole time. I was not pacing myself. And when I got to the three-quarter turn, going into the last hundred, I was last place. And they had the nerve to laugh at me as they ran by me. <laughs> I didn't know you're supposed to save something for the end. I let it all out. I didn't know. That's what we're talking about, though. Running the race in patience. Enduring, what, enduring whatever comes at you. Having faith whatever comes. Trusting in God no matter what. Every single one of us, stuff's happened to. And if not to us, ours. Those that we love. And we just have to be able to trust God through it all. No matter what. I've maybe... Jack and Mindy have, they're kind of close to them, but I've never, I've never seen Rick Dick cry until today. He's a tough guy. He don't cry. 
Yeah, mountain man. He was crying. He was about to lose his mother, but to a better place. Without she was she needed to get there. She needs to get there. And I'm actually waiting for the phone during at any time. She's finished her race. She's buried two husbands. She can't wait. I have a wonderful, wonderful, extra wonderful life. Extra wonderful church. Extra wonderful marriage and children and grandchildren. I just love my life. But I would go to heaven in a second if I was given the choice because it's much better than this. We have to realize this isn't all there is. And we are to make do with what we've been given, good or bad, and to finish our race. That's what the faithful, the faithful do, who seek not honor here, honor up there. That's where we want it. We get our rewards up there. Lord, I didn't get very far. But Lord, I ask you to bless my words to these people's hearts, especially those that especially need it. Lord, fill us up with your spirit. And Lord, again tonight, a sister of ours is probably coming to see you tonight. We pray for her journey. Lord, make it an easy passing, we pray. And for the family. Thank you, Lord. Bless these, these here. Bless these parents and grandparents as well. In Jesus' name, amen.